everybody. Welcome to the Homeworkies podcast. And we are really excited today. We're talking with another writer. We love talking with the writers on this podcast. Today, we're talking with Shannon Latimer, and uh, she is the screenwriter for Ghosts of Christmas Past on Lifetime, as well as other, uh, other films. And that was a hidden gem that I really enjoyed last uh, year. And we covered it, or we'll be covering it, depending on when this airs, uh, as this month's uh, On Friendship pick. So we that was really fun to talk with Elisa about it. I thought it would be fun to talk to Shannon about how she wrote this film. And Shannon, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you for thinking of me. <laughs> yeah. So first we'd like to, as we always do with new talent, we like to ask what inspired you to get into writing? How did you get your start? Well, I mean, I've always, I would say writing is the one thing that I've pretty much done my whole life um, in one form or another. And, um, you know, I studied writing in undergrad and I did more like fiction and playwriting then. And then I was, um, in Chicago and doing some playwriting, not as seriously as I should have been, to be honest. Um, and then I went to, uh, I came out here for film school and did the production program and did like, you know, some like directing and editing and kind of explored all the different uh, sort of roles of filmmaking. And then kind of at the end of it all, I was like, I think writing is the skill I want to keep moving forward with. And then, so I finished with a screenplay and, um, and then after that, I kind of, I did something that I don't think, who knows if I'd go back if I changed the path, but like, I felt like I took some advice that I think is maybe 15 years out of date, which is like, don't be an assistant, you know, just take whatever job you can leave and just write as much as you can on the side. And I did that and I was writing screenplays, like both like TV and features and entering for like fellowships and contests and I'm um, getting partway there, but never quite having a breakthrough. And then I got introduced uh, through a friend to this, um, to this company and, uh, and then I started going with them and it was actually right before the pandemic and great timing um, to get going with that because before I was working in restaurants. So, <laughs> um, so that's how I got. And then I finally, um, I'm getting paid to write and, uh, and it's great. That's great. Uh, so have you always been a rom-com fan? I have, I mean, I, my tastes kind of go all over the board. Like, I, I mean, my favorite, my favorite film last year was uh, power of the dog, <laughs> but, um, but, um, I always, I've always loved rom-coms and I grew up, you know, I think with the best of them, with the rom-coms of the eighties and the nineties. And, um, you know, like it's easy to like, from the outside to dismiss them, dismiss them and be like, Oh, silly rom-coms. And then you start to really look at them and all the mechanics and all the heart, like with how they work. And, um, yeah. I've, I've always just like, I've always really loved them as well. So they are definitely not easy to pull off. People think, yeah. oh, anybody could do that. No, no. Yeah. And especially, <laughs> and especially the, you know, the sort of like, if you think of Hallmark slash Lifetime as a genre, you know, it'd be easy to look back and be like, oh, those movies, you know, but they're actually, you know, like kind of weaving through the specifics and, you know, I don't want to call them limitations, but the things that they're looking for um, and trying to bring rom-com elements to it. It's a, it's a tricky dance. And to be honest, I'm still, I still feel like I'm learning. Well, and it's also hard because I feel like so much of it is, is intangibles, things yeah. like chemistry, which you can have it all right on paper and it's just not click Absolutely. for some reason. Yes. The audience. <laughs> and that's gotta be super yeah. frustrating. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely not the case with this one, but I, oh, yeah, I, definitely do, know, not. I, I do know what you're saying. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think is the appeal to these Christmas movies? There's so many. They had one every day last year on Lifetime. Do you um do you mean these 
like you mean lifetime movies? yeah like lifetime hallmark i mean there's netflix is joint joining in everybody's practically making a movie of the week a tv movie christmas movie uh, i mean i think i i think there's the idea of like you know like the warmth of them and how mm-hmm. like you know um how like you know like how uh just like it's nice like around the holidays to just like see like things with positive outcomes I think in general they're thought of as being easy watches as well like I think a lot of them like if you're you know one of you is on the couch one of you is kind of doing dishes and you're like turning around and being like oh you know this is this is such a cute scene but they're not like it's not like oh I have to sit down and like just really work my brain when I watch this but I think that sometimes they you know they take close watches but um but yeah I just think they're like a guarantee like feel good, you know, Christmas, just like family, you know, positive. I think sometimes that's what you want. That's what you're looking for. And, and I think these are great for that. Yeah. Especially at Christmas, you want something it's cold outside. Life is stressful. Christmas often is stressful. Yeah, so absolutely. Like, to... like you don't want to watch going back to power the dog. You don't want to like watch that, like on <laughs> December 23rd and be like, yeah, so great. <laughs> well, that's the hard part about my life is because I'm also a film critic and podcaster. Uh-huh. And so that in December is when we submit our association uh, ballots for, uh-huh. I'm a member of the Hollywood Critics Association, the Online Film Critics of America so- Association, uh, uh, and the Utah Film Critics Association. So all those groups are voting on their favorites uh, for their awards in December. So that means I have to have all of the Oscar win- Oscar contenders uh, watched by the begin- pretty much the beginning of December because I don't want to have an illegitimate ballot, you know, that I haven't watched the movies. But <laughs> it makes it kind of weird for me because I'm <laughs> flip flopping between this Oscar movie and these Christmas movies. <laughs> I was gonna say you know, that's a challenge or it's perfect because you can be like, oh, that was that was some real work. I'm I'm feeling like crying yeah. a little bit, and then you're like, wait, what's this? Twelve days of what? You know? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it can be a nice break. Also, can be a little bit feel a little schizophrenic at times. Yeah, I like probably like take some adjusting in the, in the beginning. <laughs> Yeah. But, but yeah, it's a, it's an interesting, I have an interesting career. I'll say that. <laughs> sounds, sounds fun. Yeah. Yeah. It is pretty fun. Uh, beats d- 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 digging ditches as they say, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I really enjoyed Ghost of Christmas Past. I, like I said, I felt like it was a, a little bit of a hidden gem because I think it aired on like a Tuesday. It, it did. There. I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah, I know there was see, I, I don't really think the movie everyday thing worked. It was, you know, they took a swing, they tried it. I don't think it, it worked, but mm-hmm. both of the ones that I thought worked the best were both more kind of hidden gems. Like, uh, I liked, um, saying yes to Christmas. And then I liked this, the, oh, those were that the was two. my friends, by the way, saying yes to Christmas. Oh, really? Um, yeah. That yeah, was clever. Help me with this. Yeah. I really, I really, I really enjoyed that one. Sorry, keep yeah. going. <laughs> no, no, you should tell them. I, I really had a fun time with it uh, and ended up a- interviewing Erica Prevost. It was the the lead in it. Uh, she nice. was great. And and then this, there were the two lifetime that made my top 10. Uh, Gosh, thank you. Thank Non-Hallmark you. <laughs> Christmas. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so how did you end up getting involved in, in this project? This specific project? I... Um... I, you know, I was, 
I feel like in the long run, I was still somewhat early. Like I had kind of finished my first full project with them. And then I had done uh, like an additional writing rewrite to, for one of the other um, Lifetime uh, movies. And I did it in a really short time. And it was just like so, kind of some small things like weren't working. And I kind of came in and, you know, like did a pass at that. And I think they were really happy with that. Um, and Which then- is the one um, that you did full out? that you wrote. oh the one that I did full out was called um a whirlwind wedding and okay. it's um not a Christmas one um that was on up tv and uh that was the first one I did with them and it was like like actually a long process to kind of figure out what I was doing um but I was happy with it and then huh. and then they were happy with it and they put me on this rewrite um for a match made in match made in mistletoe which was also I think it was the other Tuesday I think they were both like Tuesdays <laughs> um and, uh, and then they were happy with my work with that. Um, and so it's funny, I was like working on something with the main executive that I work with and they pulled me back over to, um, cause they had the, the concept in place but there were like certain issues with it. And so I took it and it was like another short period of time. And so um, I came in and, and sort of uh, took a stab at this one. And um, you know, there was just enough scaffolding that like, I feel like the hardest part for me was kind of like as far as the concept um, mm -hmm. was done, that it was like kind of fun to be like a problem solver. And so that's that's yeah. how I got involved. Is it was a little bit, it was a little bit along in the process. And then I I came in um, and I felt like I kind of cheated because some of the, like I said, the concept, I was like, oh, like the, you know, the whole, the concept of the um, ghosting and the the gypsy uh, and even, even the, um, the snow globe being the, like the ball, that was actually all there. And then there were other things that got changed up, but like that was, that was there. And I was able to kind of like climb that scaffolding and oh, run cool. with it. Yeah. Well, and that's probably different when you have that kind of foundation, but in general, when you write, would you say you're a pantser or plotter? Um, I am a pantser for sure. Um, mm. And I mean, sometimes it's not the best for my time management, but I definitely mm -hmm. kind of like, um, yeah, I mean, I just like, I feel like I find the best stuff when I, when I just like, Go, like kind of start I mean I do have to be fair like I do have sort of like mile posts and goal posts like by the by the time I start on draft with um with my company there's always been some sort of outline but so many things change anyway that I really just kind of start writing um because the best things come when you like have somebody say something in a scene and you're like oh wait that's a good theme that I can like <laughs> go with and like I feel like the best stuff for me for my writing comes out of the small details and the interactions and so that tends to like, I think provide the best stuff down the road in a draft. So, but I was saying, what I was saying before was that if I were better with my time, I'd try to do more like Shannon, exactly page 14, like what's happening here? You just watched this one. Like you could like literally look at other of these films like a guide or a puzzle, like, or like a, you know, like a paint by numbers thing, but I just kind of never managed to do that. <laughs> well, you, so. you have to write for the, for the, the ad breaks and the pacing that that entails, right? Yeah, and, and I do, and like, it's so funny because I feel like the one thing that like, I like, one one thing that I kind of wish I had kind of done a little bit differently in Ghosts was that at the end I was, I felt like I had like a rom-com structure in my mind. I had sort of like kind of rolled over into that. And so like in the back, in the end when you're like cutting back and forth between the two locations, in my mind, it was like, bam, 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 bam. And you can kind of see where it kind of like, the pacing seems straight to put those in like longer scenes or something um if that makes sense yeah. I don't know 
Yeah. No, so but I, I saw I some homages to classic rom-coms, particularly when she visits Kevin, I think it was, the sick, when he's sick. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, the sick that, guy, yeah. That felt very, you've got mail to me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did think about that. I was like, oh, you know, just bring bring a nice, yeah. bring a nice thing of soup, you know. Daisies are the friendliest flower. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. We'd like to take a second from this episode of the podcast to celebrate our sponsor of this episode, and that is the Hallmarkies Patreon. Do you love Hallmarkies podcast? Do you want an inside scoop into what happens on the podcast? Do you want early access to episodes and loads of cool perks? Now is the time to become a patron of Hallmarkies podcast. By becoming a patron, you get to access our patron Facebook group. You can request episodes or even be a guest on the podcast. And most importantly, any patron can join our monthly movie watch-alongs with stars like Paul Campbell, Natalie Hall, and more. It's as low as $2 a month to join in and become a special part of the Hallmarkies family. Please consider, and we will love you forever. Go to patreon.com slash hallmarkies. That's patreon.com slash hallmarkies. Daisies are the friendliest flower. <laughs> See, stuff like that. Like, I, like I, I really love putting details like that in these films. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're not so, always there. Yeah. You said they, the, the idea of the ghosting was already kind of set up for you. Uh, but it was. What do you think about that? Do you think the ghosting is a problem? Oh, you mean, you mean as far as human behavior and like mm-hmm. in the story or? Yeah. Kind of yeah. tackling that as a problem in the script. Well, what's funny is that like when, when I got this concept, there were also like kind of notes from above and like conflicting things about like, wait, is ghosting bad? How do we make, we, we want to make her ghost her, but like, does she really have, like, it was kind of funny. I felt like there was literally a note that was like, you know, we, we like this concept, but does she have to not show up for these guys? And I'm like, well, that's <laughs> like, that's what ghosting is. And so I really tried hard to find a way to have her do it but like have it be understandable and sympathetic um as far as that goes it's so funny because I wasn't on online dating then and now I'm currently on online dating I'm like oh interesting Ellie I get you um <laughs> uh it's uh I do think ghosting's not great I don't ghost I yeah. I, I always send a polite text I, I I feel like I do what she was doing in the the middle montage you know um but sometimes it's necessary. Like with, with Harold, it's necessary. You want to ghost Harold. Which one was Harold again? Harold was the one that like yells at her and reverse ghosts her. And like oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yells at her. So yeah. That was funny though. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah. How did you come up with the idea for her to be a video game designer? So that was actually one of the things they had changed it. Like I sort of had the conversation and saw like different like things they had tried. Um, that was sort of in the original concept. And then when I got it, they had changed that to having them be in publishing. Um, and then as I got all the notes and like, I had the original concept, I had some like, like all the notes, I asked them like, what, what do we like? What do we want to hang on to? And one of the things that, you know, the executive I normally work with was like, I don't know. I feel like we haven't really seen video. Like we haven't really seen this as a workplace before. Like at this, at this point you've seen, like, there's so many I, I barely know this, but like I, there's so many workplaces that are overdone um, yeah. in this genre. And, Love, and they were shipping chefs, back to one bakers, of them. Yeah. Or even like, party you know, even planners, like, in the literary world, publishers, you know, and um, yeah, advertising. 
Yeah. And so it was kind of a fun, it was like a, actually a fun challenge for me that, you know, I talked to my normal executives. He's like, what if we could actually make this work? And I, I felt like I, you know, like I'm, I'm kind of proud of what I came up with because I made it Christmassy. I made it like, you know, it's always a challenge. Like, are we going to have them sitting in front of computers, like at a, you know, in a lifetime Christmas movie? It's like, yeah, it was very clever because it involved creativity, artwork. It gave a great little thing that she could do with her for her mother it gave a a uh, you had some pretty funny lines about pac-man is a metaphor for life i i just think it was a smart choice yeah um yeah i like it, it ended up working out really well and honestly providing a lot of those things like i mm-hmm. think i came up with that um you know the oh like she'll be elfie and like she'll give this to her mom like that was like late in the and that was late in the what, what do you call it the pansy the, the pantsing the <laughs> process that was like something that came out where I'm like oh like because like I was struggling with that C story with the mom like and um and that was kind of it like I was like it's so fun when the things come together like that but yeah it was like it was hard to be like how can I make this visually fun and Christmassy you know when they're you know in computers <laughs> so well that's one thing I wondered about what were you what were you trying to say in the movie about work because I think that was a theme throughout the the film because she's critical of Charlie for refusing the promotions but he's happy where he's at partly because Mm -hmm. he gets to work with her and he's Mm -hmm. you know in love with her Uh, but also because he doesn't really value he, he values work in the sense of he wants to do a good job and he wants it to be you know he doesn't want to be lazy but he also wants sorry his 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 life is also really important and doesn't want his life to be work like she does and especially when she thinks he submitted the the game and he mm-hmm. she kind of goes off on him about it mm-hmm. uh, and I thought that that whole dynamic was interesting yeah it's like it's funny because you know like I'm, I'm gonna admit right now like out loud that like you know like because you had sent your questions that you were um sending over and I saw that one and I was like and I watched it recently and I was like oh I don't know if I like properly tied that up you know because it's like it seems like it should be an issue that she's dealing with like she's like she like works too much she can't like you know she doesn't know when to let go and I think that like it kind of worked and I feel like it was um the director that kind of helped it that she had like she, like as soon as he leaves she like sends it like she's like there's kind of like a little bit of like oh you're right I can't work and perfect this forever but then it's funny because then after that she gets a like in a like moral argument with Kevin about like no it's okay that I I work today on Christmas Eve so well, um it's, it's tricky because there will always be somebody there who is willing to work twenty four seven and is going to take your spot if you let it go yeah in, 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 particularly in a demanding industry like uh like she's in but on the other hand where do you draw the line where, I mean, cause you have to have a life. So where do yeah. you draw that line between working hard and overworking? I don't know. It's tough. Yeah. It's, it's tough. And like, like I said, I'm like, Oh, I'm not sure I answered that in this movie. <laughs> cause I feel like they're both, they're both like wrong. Like she's, you know, she needs to like know when to clock out. Right. And then uh-huh. meanwhile, he like has like, I think she refers to it as a career heartbreak in the end that he needs to get over. And like, he's sort of hiding and being like, oh, I'm cool. I just like clock in and clock out. But like, I think we're supposed to understand that like there's more to him work-wise. I don't know. Like I realized watching it the last time that these two are like 
geeking out about their like work passion together in a weird way and I don't know I like that but um yeah. <laughs> but I, like I said I'm not sure I solved the theme there <laughs> I well maybe there might not be a solution that might be the problem is that if this is an ever ongoing challenge in life is that balance because I tell you I mean I have zero work-life balance none I my yeah. whole life is this podcast and <laughs> I, I, I mean, I'm almost always either doing something that's, and then my career as a critic, one of the, I'm watching something that I'm going to be reviewing. I'm coming up with questions. I'm, uh, <laughs> for interviews, I'm, uh, doing prep work to try to get an interview contacting, you know, things with the help of Anne, uh, mm-hmm. who does our, our reaching out for most of the interviews. I mean, there's just, there's never ending. Uh, there's graphics to be made there's (laughs) promotions to be done there's yeah there's patron events to do all of that takes time and uh designing merch (laughs) the list goes on uh and so i love what i do and so i'm very fortunate but and i think annie loves what she loves what she does as well but i think most anybody who says they have work-life balance is probably kidding themselves a little bit it's like an ever ongoing struggle (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah and I feel like the, the, and, the, and the thing Ellie loves what she does so that's what makes it like tricky you know she's not like yeah. in a career that she I feel like a lot of these are like I'm in a career I have to get out of her like I, I need to do this other thing that I'm more passionate about but it's like no she's in there and I feel like the the fight is actually almost convincing her mom that that she's not that she hasn't sold out or something which yeah. I think probably isn't always in these things <laughs> like, well and that's what made the pandemic difficult for someone like me is that it took already kind of <laughs> somewhat somewhat stilted life of you know work 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 and it and it like validated that and moved it even to a higher degree <laughs> yeah all of a sudden I, I, I didn't struggle. have church all of a sudden I didn't have family all of a sudden I didn't have, it was just yeah. like work 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 <laughs> Yeah, I, I struggle with that because it's like if you're writing at home, it's like you don't have a very like productive day. You're like, that's okay. I can just work till 11. And then you're training yourself that you can just work till 11. Yeah. <laughs> but I thought that was good. Uh, and I thought the whole, particularly with him and him refusing the promotions, him having a more relaxed style compared to her was, it was a good dynamic. I liked it. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I remember thinking that I was like, I don't know if this is a good lifetime Hallmark guy. I remember, I remember like turning in and be, like kind of expecting notes that he needed to be more like driven or like virile in some mm. way. And then, and yeah. then, and then they were happy with it. So I was like, okay. Yeah. yeah. Or like small town, the man with, I call him the man with many jobs. Yeah. Like he's not a workaholic, but he's just literally everywhere in the town doing everything. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was in my first, the first one I did, like we solved a problem by being like, well, she needs a carpenter. So like, let's make him a chef and a yes. carpenter. And, and it like, surprisingly, it kind of, it kind of works, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah, that's classic. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever wanted the, yeah. in um, the first Christmas in Angel Falls movie with Paul Green, he's the mm-hmm. classic man with many jobs. Literally every scene in that movie, he has a different job that he's doing for the town. Oh my gosh. I haven't seen that one. It's funny because I feel like I'm kind of catching up on the genre, like, and Uh I'm like kind of appreciating it strangely, like appreciating it more and more. You think that I would be like, (laughs) don't make me look at Christmas in July anymore, please. Right. You know, um, but it's like, you kind of appreciate how they're like solving the problems and, you know, making, well, if you need 
any recommendations, I'm here for you. I can give. Oh my gosh, I may I may email you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I I liked the relationship between Ellie and her mom. I think working in this whole thing of the secret Santas and her trying to figure out what to get her mom and her having these feelings of her mom doesn't appreciate what she's doing for her job, doesn't value what she's doing for her job, trying to find this present for her. I was definitely a good dynamic. And I, my, my dad is impossible to buy presents for. He is the worst. (laughs) And so uh, he's wonderful in many other ways, but not present receiving. (laughs) Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah. It's not related to that. It's challenging. It can be stressful. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's kind of funny. That kind of, I felt like even not page space wise, I felt like that storyline came forward a little bit more than I thought. And then, and then I think that the director who, whom I like collaborated really well with, um, in rewrites, like, like, I think she kind of achieve something there in that like last scene where I'm like oh that's more emotional than I even saw that being like in a good yeah. way you know mm-hmm. um, it was good I I liked it and then also her brother and sister-in-law yeah were hilarious I love them uh, yeah I enjoyed them they were like good like side characters <laughs> because they had their own like banter and you know um yeah and that was in the that was one of the odd things that was in the original um concept that I had that like those were sort of like her friend characters and I was like yeah which makes sense because her romance interest is at work. So she wouldn't have like another person at work, like being like, Hey, you know? Yeah. They were a good cheering section for yeah. her. Uh, and I, I especially loved the ending when she's there and then she, they convince her to leave. And then he shows up and they're like, oh, she's gone. <laughs> yeah. To me, fun. that felt more like that was one part that I wrote. And I was like, I think this may be more like rom-commy rom-commy, oh, yeah. like, you know? Um, and I was like, like, I kind of like, cross my fingers and hope that it made it through and then people liked it so <laughs> yeah that was good it was really good and I really enjoyed Annie and Dan uh in their roles here they were, they were had, great I think, I think they had good chemistry I bought them together uh working together uh I, I thought they were great yeah I, I was really I I was when I watched it I was like oh yeah this is good they have good chemistry mm-hmm. um yeah and I was I was like really I was mm-hmm. not that it's my job to go around being happy or unhappy with them but I was happy with them yeah well and yeah. what did you think of her sweaters um I love them well what's funny is there were like um it's so funny because I was talking to somebody about this recently um that like there was a lot of mushrooms and um and mm-hmm. he's like what's that about and I was like well like it actually used to be um like up until I think the day before filming um we had we we're like instead of the um, Pac-Man stuff, he was, it was like Super Mario Brothers. And so oh. like, and so I think the, I think that that must've been inspired by that. And then, and then we had to switch it to Atari because Nintendo apparently with like clearances is a little touchy. So yeah. Um, so yeah, I know that Disney barely that. got, got them in uh, Wreck-It Ralph, the barely. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> probably not yeah, Lifetime. So it's, yeah. So it's like, so, you know. Um, Although yeah, Lifetime but- is part of disney so <laughs> yeah, yeah well i like i don't know how it works with our like because like the company that i work for works with lifetime some of the time right. and i don't i don't know if it's like technically an acquisition but i know that as i'm going through drafts lifetime has a look that's mm-hmm. that's what i know <laughs> yeah yeah uh, i liked how you use christmas carol throughout the film 
have clips. She, she's talking about Scrooge. She's talking about Christmas Carol. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought that worked really well. You could tell that was inspiration throughout the, the story. Yeah, I, I feel like I kind of cheated and just used it where it was fun. Like, mm-hmm. like I saw, this is another question that I like, I saw and I was like, I think it's more of a more motif than a theme, you know, because mm-hmm. it's like, I was like, wait, is she, is she Scrooge? Like who's Scrooge? Is this about like correcting your life? And it's like, it, it's about correcting your life as much as, you know, any of these films are. So it was, it was kind of funny. I just liked any chance I could like be like, Ooh, ghost of Christmas future is the gypsy. And you know, yeah, it was cute. Yeah. When we speaking of the gypsy, that was fun. I know you said that was there before, but yeah. I, I enjoy, I mean, like, I want to go to this office party. <laughs> sounds yeah. like a fun time. Well, I was like, I was like, why to me, I was like, especially in these films, they push for everything to be so Christmassy, like, um, mm-hmm. obviously, I mean, that's an obvious thing to say, but it's like, you know, the fact that they're mm-hmm. like, that made it through in the concept, but I was like, well, we'll make her like a, a little bit more of a Miss Santa, you know, um, cute. but, uh, but yeah, that was in there. Um, like, I'm like, the scene was mine, but, but the, the concept was, uh, the concept was there with the snow globe, which I thought was, which I thought was great. I wasn't going to like, cute. It wasn't my job to be like, I'm going to change everything. I was like, this is good. Why would I get rid of this? This is great. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, when I really liked the whole production design, I loved the uh, the Christmas tree that was on the wall in her office. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was really, really fun. Yeah, yeah. I was really, um, like I said, I really liked this director. And I feel like she made some, like, I, they must have gotten some go ahead to be a little bit more modern or bold uh-huh. or like to lean into the video game design because there were things that were like, kind of a sleek Christmas tree or like, you know, a right. branch with lights on it and not, not as like wholesome Montana. Like, you know? yeah. I mean, I always joke in that <laughs> you can tell somebody's evil or bad if mm-hmm. they have white or silver Christmas trees. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's sign of like, you're dead in the eyes. If you have a white <laughs> Christmas tree. <laughs> that's funny. You know, I didn't think about that, but yeah, yeah, here it's like, it's like, just like a bunch of modern video game designers. <laughs> like, it's like, yeah. <laughs> Uh, what do you think the movie thinks about spending the holidays alone it's it seemed they defended it a little bit but then also she at one point says I just can't bear the idea of you being alone yeah well I think that's her like because you know she like has her family like right close to town like I imagine that they're like in a nearby suburb like Mm -hmm. you know um and uh I think that's her philosophy I think him it's funny because I actually um I've had a cluster of Christmas, like not to sound sad. I've had a couple uh, clusters of Christmas I've spent alone and I kind of like learned how to embrace it. And to be mm-hmm. honest, like Charlie's arguments were kind of my arguments, you know, and it's like, you know, why all the stress? Yes, like then you get to stay home and maybe you treat yourself to the restaurant that you love. And, you yeah. know, um, well, I, but, I related um, to- I'm not against it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, go ahead. Sorry. Well, no, I mean, I related to too, because before COVID, my uh, my parents would usually go and stay with one of my siblings that have kids to be with the grandkids on Classic. Christmas day. And Classic. so I would usually celebrate Christmas with them a week earlier, two weeks earlier, whatever. Mm-hmm. And so actual Christmas day, I would be alone, but I yeah. usually just go to the movies or go to Chinese food. As he says, he'd eat pizza. I'm like, who eats? Nobody eats pizza. <laughs> 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 uh, but, uh, just make sure you like, I was honestly thinking of locations at the time. I was like, oh, we may need to see him. Like, we don't want to add another restaurant. Like, he'll eat pizza at home. You know? yeah. <laughs> like, uh, last year, it was kind of funny because I decided 
that I was going to do a Disney trip that I was going to leave Christmas day night. And cause there's never, we never do anything on Christmas day, especially aside from the morning. So I thought, Oh, I'll just spend the morning. Uh, but of course the year that I decide to leave Christmas day night, uh, four of my siblings are in town and we're having this big family thing. And I'm like, what? We never do anything. You're like, I had this thing. I had this life hack. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, <laughs> ruining my plan, making me feel bad. But they didn't make me feel bad, but I still felt bad. But, uh, but anyway, it was just kind of, it was funny. But I did get pretty used to spending Christmas alone. And you would think that your your dog had died. By the way, they treat that in these kind of movies. Oh, the, oh, oh the wait, worst wait. thing. Sorry, that the dog could die. Wait, wait, what's that? No, you would just think it was like the saddest thing that you could imagine spending oh, Christmas alone by these, most yeah. of these movies. Yeah. I think that's how I had to go via a note. I think they were like, even, I even had like, I think I had to cut back the times that she says like Christmas alone. Like, I think <laughs> there was at least another argument about that. And they're like, and they're like, well, it's okay that it's this way, but we need to emphasize it less. So, so I think my, my, you know, my point of view is one. And then the script ended up in the middle somewhere. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, was it fun coming up with the different ghosted people, ghosted men? That was so much fun. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause that's just like the best, like possible, like fun in games is like, she's going to go through different guys. They're going to be different types. They're going to have something really wrong with them, yeah. <laughs> like, which is kind of weird. I, you know, I, I struggled with like, is she really, does she have a problem and is she solving it? If she actually like was kind of correct to like, not let these people like into her heart you know what I mean like um I, I feel like that's one thing that I watched and I'm like I'm not like story-wise it's a little a little dicey um because like if you if I look I looked at reviews on Letterboxd which is never the thing to do um because like you watch people that like don't like Hallmark movies review Hallmark movies right um, oh, I know roll but, my eyes <laughs> but it's so funny because they're like just let her go like she was right to ghost these people and I was a little bit like yeah you're not wrong <laughs> so um I forget what I think I derailed what what was the no it's just coming up with the various characters that you were having her ghost like Kevin was fun I thought yeah I I loved it um and of course Kevin had to be somewhat you know for later he had to be somewhat like normal um but no I just thought of antics like like kind of like what we call like fun and games it's like what's going to provide the wackiest situations and so like I loved having the guy that's like oh I we're meant to be I loved you and I let you go and was having kind of his own fantasy life and then um, and like the pretzel diaries was funny. Cause that literally was come up with like two days before production, because they were like, we have to put this at the Christmas market. Um, and so it's just like all these things like provide like so much fun for like so much opportunity for like antics and, you know, so you have fun yeah. coming up with the usernames, like Blinky for life. I did. Um, originally it was, I think it was Luigi for life at first oh. because we were going with Mario and Luigi. And then, um, but then, yeah, then it was just like, I sort of transferred it all to Atari, um, which almost made for too much ghost theme, but like, hopefully it worked out. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, I was liked it. It was cute. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the fish were always named after the Pac-Man ghost. So, um, <laughs> well, and like I said, it was, uh, really cute at the end with him coming to, the the house and oh she's not here go you're gonna miss her and then and then they show up at the tree and 
and I, I, it was just very swoon worthy when, uh, when he says I had to get that kiss in before, I mean, he goes in for the kiss, stops her. It's a total, call it a shut up and kiss me moment on the yeah. podcast. Yeah. <laughs> he goes for it and he's like, I had to get that kiss in before midnight. <laughs> yeah. It was like, it's like technical, like, cause they're talking about the technicality where it's like, wait, what if this is a curse? Yeah, let's gotta, just like cover, let's sure. just cover our bases. Like he's right. like, I want to keep explaining, but like, you know but we got to do this. Cause that was her, lo- her logic too, is like, that's why she was there was to cover the last like possibility that her love life could be ruined by this potential curse, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So no, I, I really, I was really proud of that, of that um, yeah. last scene. It was, um, it was really good. Yeah. I enjoyed it very much. So yeah, I liked the movie a lot. I thought it was clever and uh, fresh and liked the leads. It was romantic. Thank you. Uh, I I think you'll enjoy when you get to hear our on friendship discussion where we talk all about sort of the we talk about ghosting and and uh, friendship modern friendship and everything. Uh, so yeah, you'll definitely have to check that out. But we'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. It's the Hallmarkies Merch Store. Are you looking for that perfect gift for the postable, hardy, or Hallmarky in your life? What about getting that T-shirt or hoodie that will help you stand out at your next holiday party? Now is the time to check out the Hallmarkies merch store. Full of festive designs by artists like Jessica Miller, Carrie from Hallmark Comics, and more. You can even have more than just shirts, but totes, cell phone cases, notebooks, mugs, and more. And it isn't just Hallmark. We have designs for Anna Green Gables, Man from Snowy River, The Nanny, and more. Every purchase at the merch store goes to help support the podcast and allows us to make the great content you know and love. There are frequent sales, so go to tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies or see the link in the description. That's tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies. We we have some fun, silly questions to like to end our interviews off with. And you're going to get today our holiday version since it's a Christmas movie that we talked about. So first question, what is your favorite holiday drink? Oh my gosh. Um, oh, oh that's so cider. They're, so, they're so good. Um, I mean, like, honestly, the, like the eggnog that's made from eggnog. scratch and probably might kill you. Like, I think that might be my favorite. Um, but I do love a good mold wine. Damn it. Sorry. Am I allowed to say damn it? I was talking. <laughs> anyway. right. Um, I think, I think just like the boozy eggnog with all the raw eggs. <laughs> just like I made it from scratch once and it was pretty great. So I love that. Yeah. A little bit of nutmeg on top. Yeah. And then you got, you, what do you got to do? You got to get the, like the actual like nutmeg pods and then like use your microplane. That's how, like just that last little touch. Yeah. Got to do it right. Agreed. Uh, <laughs> what, <laughs> what, what is your favorite holiday cookie or treat? Oh, I have a good one for that. Um, or do I? Um, well, I'm going to do a two-parter. I'm going to say, um, for cookie, um, so I'm from New Mexico and we have these biscuitos. I don't know if you've ever had them. Um, they're a cookie that actually technically could have lard in them, but um, they have an Annie's flavor. They're really good. They're really special to me and they taste like Christmas, which is why I'm voting for them. And the other treat is um, is uh, like New Mexico pozole, um, which is like, for some reason, it's a big Christmas thing. Um, and so I always try to make a big pot of that around the holidays, so. Yeah, that's that sounds yummy. All <laughs> right, what is your favorite Christmas song or carol? 
Oh, um, you know, I know it's probably very obvious, but um, but like the Christmas song, just because it was my mom's favorite and she really loved it. Oh, the, yeah. the Nat King Cole version. Yeah. It's just like you don't get any more like soulful Christmas mm-hmm. than that. Um, I do like Christmas waltz like mm. in an adult way. Like I feel like, you know, like I don't know what I mean by an adult way. I mean like it's like kind of a slightly bluesy, like fun yeah. Christmas song. I like that one too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'd say I'd say um a Christmas song. That's what it's called, right? What's the the, the yeah, like, Christmas song. nuts roasting? Yeah. Yeah. That's that. Yeah, I think that's nipping at your nose. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What is your favorite Christmas movie? Classic. Oh, oh my gosh. I should have been prepared for that one. And I can't, my brain. Uh, you know what? I really, Christmas Carol? really like, I actually really like the family stone. Okay. Yeah. Um, But that's not, you know, that's like not a classic. Oh, sorry. Sorry. A, Chris, a Christmas story. That's you can't again oh, yeah. that's probably an obvious one but like i love that one you just can't talk about one that you turn it on you can't you don't dare turn it off you know yeah um all right which do you prefer scrooge or the grinch scrooge <laughs> clear lights why the grinch i was never uh, listen i appreciate it for some reason it never moved yeah. me you know never moved me mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah well uh which do you prefer clear lights or colored Oh, uh, I can't say a mixture. Cause I feel like, you know, some go like, I feel like clear lights for like, you know what colored, I'm not going to lie. I like all the colors and the classic ones, not the led, like the quality of okay. light. Is, yeah. You know, I'm just going to keep like on those, getting like, those power my whole life. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, all right. <laughs> Which would you rather be in a snowball fight or build a snowman? um you know snowball fight uh because it's quicker it's more ornery and I feel like you know your hands get pretty cold with a snowman after a while like that's a lot of work a snowman it is a lot lot of work work. and you have to have a lot of snow and and like it's pretty thick like the accoutrement are you gonna leave your scarf out there like maybe this (laughs) is the city maybe this is the city person in me but I'm like somebody's gonna steal your scarf like you know well if you can add this to your this would be my one of my first recommendations to you you should watch the movie snowmance <laughs> it was so funny love i love it uh what a great title yeah snowmance it's about a a girl who's yearly when you're her yearly snowman that she builds with her bff who of course is in love with her um <laughs> she builds the snowman and the snowman comes to life and it's very funny Oh, so the snowman that comes to life, he's, he's Mr. Wrong. He's um, Mr. Wrong. Yeah. But it, it's not, it's only through, uh, but in a very funny, nutty way that yeah. she of course comes to realize that she's in love with her friend too. in the process. Yeah. 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 Her friends funny. to lovers trope totally. It's really good. It's very yeah. funny. So I highly, yeah. I recommend that one. All right. Are you a good gift wrapper or not? Uh, I'd give myself a B minus hmm <laughs> yeah okay last question do you have an ugly christmas sweater you know i don't i don't i think i did for a minute um unintentionally and i don't think it's in my life anymore i think i uh yeah i, I don't i i think i feel fondly for all my there's no irony in uh the sweaters that uh, i own 
Well, and that's the thing I said with this movie is the sweaters were all great. Very, very high fashion. They (laughs) were. I was like, I really really like them. I love the costumes in this movie. Yeah, Yeah, they were good. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Well, you did it. You answered all the questions. Okay. I was like, (laughs) for some reason, Christmas movie, I was really freaking out for a second. So, yeah. Well, congrats on the movie. Thank you. We, I'm like I so really, happy to hear. I was worried that it was just going to stay a Tuesday movie that nobody yes. ever really knew about, you know? Well, I'm glad to bring it to everybody on this podcast's attention, at least, because I did Thank really you. enjoy it. And uh, so hopefully we'll be seeing uh, more from you coming up. Yeah, yeah. I have um, two movies or two Christmas ones are already in the can, and then I'm, I'm yes. working on a, a third one. So, yeah. Great. Great. <laughs> Well, we'll definitely have you back and you are you on social media or anything like that you want to share or um, website or anything like that um, I don't I should be um I'm, I mean I'm I'm if you want to follow me on Instagram I'm the real Schlatimer <laughs> like, <Okay. I'm> like, <laughs> um but, uh, but there's not, to be honest, there's not, I don't really promote, you're just going to get pictures of my dog. Like, That's good. Like, so. <laughs> yeah, I well, need to get, I need to get better at that. I just, I feel like I, you know, I'm still in the mindset of like, I'm just going to write as much as I can. And then meanwhile, I'm terrible at. Well, I mean, you already things. finished two Christmas movies, so way yeah, to go. Yeah. That's impressive. Thank you. Thank you. I, yeah. I, I feel really like, I feel like I, I've got a, a good job. I've got a good executives that I work with. Um, good. so yeah, that's good. All right. Well, if you're all listening, let us know what you think of this movie and all the things we talked about and make sure that you're following the podcast, a Hallmarkies pod, Hallmarkies podcast, all of your social media. And if you are listening on iTunes, please leave us your five-star reviews. It really helps us so much to be able to find the podcast. And if you are listening on YouTube, please give the video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. Also, you can follow me at Rachel's reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. And please check out the patron group and merch store. We would really appreciate your support. And thanks again, Shannon. This was a blast. Really enjoyed talking with you. And uh, we'll wish you all Merry Christmas in May. (laughs) Merry Merry Christmas in May. And um, yeah, I think thank you so much. Bye, everyone. (laughs) 